This podcast is financially supported by the European Solidarity Corps. However, the EU and the Corps are not responsible for the contents of our episodes. Enjoy! And we're rolling in three, two, one. Yo, this is Studio Life Effort. A podcast by students. For students. With Emma. And Kira. Hey there. So this is Emma out of the editing station. And I want to bring in some clearness about this whole episode. We had a very long and a very interesting conversation with our two guests. And went a little overboard with the questions that we actually wanted to talk about. So I just wanted to give you a head up what we actually talked about, give you a look out to the whole thing. So we started with talking about season and differences in the cultures and the education systems in mainly Colombia and India, the two countries of origin of our two lovely guests, and also compared them to Italy and Germany. And later on got to a more serious topics about studying in Colombia and India and the experience of our two lovely guests with being a lawyer and the burden that comes with it and the difficulties that comes with it. So later on it gets a little heavier but it's still very informative and we hope that you can take a lot away from it, learn about new countries and have some fun listening to this episode. Enjoy! Welcome, guys, to this new episode in the new year and our next English episode. Today we have two guests, two international guests. Thank you so much for coming, for talking with us. Do you want to introduce yourself and maybe tell us what you're studying and where you come from? Okay, hello. I, <laughs> how are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, I am Nat. Um, I come from Colombia. And I am studying a master in public policy. I've been in this lovely country <laughs> for oof, too long, for uh, <laughs> since March of last year. So it's almost going to be a year by now. And definitely an interesting experience so far. Life altering. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Hi, I'm Ankita. I am from India. And I have been in Germany for like exactly 100 days today. Oh wow. my God. Yes. <laughs> and I'm also a student at Masters in Public Policy here in my first semester with Nat. So we see each other way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is so interesting. So we have your two countries, so India and Colombia. We have Kira, who's from Germany, and me, who's from the north of Italy. I'm not a normal Italian person, I would say. <laughs> or not <laughs> an ordinary person, because I grew up speaking an Austrian dialect. And my region has a mix of Italian and Austrian culture. So we have four different countries that we can talk about. And for the beginning, we have this lovely question, which is just to start the whole conversation We want to talk about our favorite seasons in our country and why we like them. And to just, just to give us an idea and maybe a feeling of what living in your country is like or what you like about living there. Who wants to start? You actually have seasons in your country, so I think it's something important. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, really funny story. While growing up and we had our language papers in, say... English because colonization. So of course I learned English way before I learned my mother tongue. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. So I've been speaking English since I was probably three. So it's been 22 years of speaking English. And wait, wait, wait. When did you learn your mother tongue then? Oh, it was like at five or six years. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's very uh, classist in India, you would say. Your intellect and your personality is pretty much judged on how well you speak English. So if you can't mm. speak English, you're not educated enough. Mm. So yeah, post-colonial hangover is still there. So when we used to write essays in English, they used to ask us what's our favorite uh, season, favorite festivals or things like that. So this was just 
a very basic thing that we were asked. I'm and so I, sorry that oh this is the first question in this memories. Yay for nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> and our first sentence used to be like, India is a country of seasons. <laughs> Always. So we had like almost six seasons in India in 12 months. But obviously coming to Germany has made me appreciate summer way too much. <laughs> we used to be sweating out at like 45 degrees for almost six months in India. But here I am missing the 45 degrees. So it has to be summer, but primarily also because we are a tropical country. So Tropic of Capricorn passes through the southern part of India. So it was summers. <laughs> Definitely summers, the favoriteest, I would say. Uh, the fruits, the festivals, and also we had summer vacations, really long ones, almost like two, two and a half months of summer vacations. And uh, yeah, that was a very yay thing yes. for us. And all, all of the cousins, we used to like gather around at our grandmother's place because uh, most of our aunts and my mother as well, they were teachers and professors. So the schools are closed. So the schools are closed for everyone, the kids and the teachers. So our moms used to just carry us to our maternal grandmothers. So it was very chaotic, but <laughs> also amazing <laughs> because that was the only time all of the cousins used to be like in the same house. So yeah, long story short, summers is like the favorite season. <laughs> nice and like what kind of other seasons do you have in your country we have really short winter of like a month and a half we have monsoons which is extreme rains where almost 30 percent of the country gets flooded then there is autumn which is again it's better in uh, germany than it is in india but also it's like pretty short-lived in india it's like 15 20 days not more than that then there's spring which is also pretty short 20 25 days not more than that yay global warming <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then there are more of like cultivating seasons because it's an agrarian country primarily almost like 80 percent of india is dependent on agriculture when it comes to their income so we measure the weathers and the seasons according to the agricultural seasons like what is the reaping season what is the harvesting season what is the planting season so it functions like that so that way is we have like six seasons according to the cropping and the farming methods oh i see interesting yeah very very exact <laughs> now to you oh yeah <laughs> Well, we don't have seasons in Colombia because we are right on the equator line. So we do say that we have a rainy season and a, like a hot season, but it's not like it gets hotter, like the temperature rises. It's just, you know, like, you know, like temperature rises and then goes down. It doesn't. The temperature is almost always stable. So we have some months where we would have more rain, but the temperature is the same. And then we would have months where... It would be obviously hotter, but again, like it was just whatever in the country you are, you would be either very hot or either very cold. And also with global warming, it's been just getting crazy. So we cannot really know. Sometimes you cannot really know. When, I'm, when I told you before that I was amazed that you can actually have a weather prediction, that's almost like impossible in Colombia. Like You cannot know if that day is going to be uh, sunny or not. I mean... Yeah, and also, I think also as well as India, it's an incredibly diverse country and we go from 5,000 meters above like sea level to right sea level to deserts. So um, it's very varied. So the people that are living in the cold areas, well, they just be in cold the entire time, but they would have oh. sun. <laughs> yeah, it's just cold, but sun and incredible green and nature and all of that. And I come from, I think I come from uh, 1,500 meters above sea level and it, 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 it was hot. So could you imagine like it was hot, very up in the mountains and it was nice. It used to be colder. So the way the temperature works is like really early in the morning around 4 a.m. It's like the coldest of all, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., sometimes even 5 a.m. right before dawn. 
you could die from like well I'm just you know exaggerating <laughs> <laughs> you could die because those are the lowest temperatures but obviously nothing compares to Germany I actually wanted to ask like um, when you when you say like it's hot or cold like um, what kind of degrees are you talking about nah that's nothing that's child's place in comparison <laughs> okay, okay. so I think, well, I come from the capital. The capital is incredibly crazy weather. It's even worse than the rest of the country. So I think in the morning you can go like the lowest, five. Okay. Five is the lowest. And then it would rise up until like maybe 13, 15. And then at like noon in the capital, you would have maybe like 20 degrees, sometimes even more. And then it depends. Like if it's a rainy day, then it's gonna rain, and then everything is gonna be washed away by the rain, and the roofs will fall down. Sometimes you get hail, so like actual like you know like ice coming from the sky, and you're right before coming. I think the Starbucks of the that one of the Starbucks of the capital just like literally the the roof fell down and broke down and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> from the hail, yeah. Or it sounds so extreme. I don't know. Extreme. It's like you go to Colombia and you're like, oh my gosh, like, can, I, can I die? Like, actually, no, yeah. I, mean, fine. I mean, I can tell you stories, but I will not. <laughs> I will not. Not uh, good for tourism. Not, not good for tourism. <laughs> you owe it to the economy of your country. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. This is mostly the capital, and obviously global warming. Like, mm. it's been crazy. But then you can have like a really lovely sunny day the entire day. And then rain at four, and then again, you know, sun. <laughs> oh, the 4 p.m. showers are so true for India as well. Like where I studied in India, it was exactly the same. If you're taking a shower at 5 a.m., you need to take a hot shower. You cannot take a cold shower. You're going to die. But by the time we made it to the class at like, say, 9 a.m., we used to sweat from our way to the hostel yeah, to yeah, the yeah. academic building, like literally sweat. And then our lunch break used to be at 2 o'clock. And you're coming out at two o'clock and it's suddenly cloudy and humid. It's not cloudy and cozy. It's humid. And you're sweating like something. Okay, cool. You go, you have lunch, you come back for class. Because law schools, we study for like fucking nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you come out at like 5.30 or 6 in the evening and it's windy, it's cold, windy. And you are going to need a cotton jacket. So all of this temperature in one single day. So we never actually kept our blankets inside. It was always out because you never know what's going to happen. A cotton jacket is always out. A sleeveless top is always out. A blanket is always out. Yeah, you dress by layers. Yeah, you don't yeah, know what happens. Much. You always dress. Like you always dress for every scenario. So like you have like tank top and like a bra that can be underneath that tank top and look nice in case you have to take everything off and maybe like a cardigan and then on top of that a jacket. And then as the day goes by, you take an umbrella and yeah. like <laughs> take a hat like for the sun. And it's according to the day, you either take things or put things on. You're and, always yeah. going to carry an umbrella, either for the sun or for the rain. But the umbrella has to be there. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so much change just in one day. I think yes. it would really stress me out, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy. Like the first uh, days that I was here, I was happy that I had a determined weather. So, yeah. some I kind of imagine. stability in our lives. Oh my gosh. But yeah. has it like always been that way? Because you, you said like it was also because of climate change, like mm. in your like childhood, like early teens, like how was the weather like in india like was it always okay way? so for india it's like what part of india you're coming from it depends on that like the place where i come from it's more stagnant and divided into months like there will be three months of sweltering heat two months of extreme cold and while growing up the winters were colder than they are now because i remember the district administration declaring holidays because it was so cold and the maximum temperature used to go down to like one 1.5 degrees celsius in my place my hometown but where i actually studied in like eastern part of the country it was more of like at a greater height when you compare it to the sea level but also there was a river flowing through that so that affects the temperature a lot it's windier it's rainier and it's also uh, 90 kilometers from the wettest place on the planet 
you guys might have heard about Mossenram that place receives the maximum amount of rainfall in the world oh, so wow. my college was 90 minutes away from there oh well, my god i thought the rainiest place in Co- was in colombia we be at somebody wikipedia find about it find the rainiest rainiest place on the planet <laughs> And then uh, there is a place again in India which is called uh, Zero Valley because the average temperature throughout the 12 months is zero. It's perpetually zero. <sighs> And southern part of India has places where the lowest temperature goes to like 15 degrees. Minus where, 15? No, just 15. Kk. Because Tropic of Capricorn passes from there. Ah, It's going to be warm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, so it depends on what part <laughs> of the country you come from. north east northeast south west whatever so we have zero valleys we have the deserts we have the tea plantations pretty much like colombia yeah although we do have a difference that we grow all all year long because like technically you don't get seasons like it's the oh, same oh yeah oh you grow vegetables and fruits all year long all year long okay. yeah, yeah that's that's, that's not in india yeah yeah you don't you're never missing on fruits Like never. Oh, that's <laughs> actually a cool thing. Yeah, you're never I actually missing. really miss good fruits here in Germany. Also because they come later and they just don't taste as good as in my country like in Italy at home. It's really sad. Yeah, I mean true. <laughs> oh, you'll be surprised that I eat more fruits here. <laughs> my oh, mom's going to kill me. <laughs> Your mom's going to be proud, but why? <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody from Colombia here says, "What?" I don't know. It's just the fruits in Colombia are so buried. You get fruits for like like just imagine a wild fruit it happens i guess the same in india i don't know but we uh, have a lot of fruits yes <laughs> yeah but somehow i just don't really like that much the fruits <laughs> and then i come here and it's like okay it's important that i take care of myself you know the temperature <laughs> so they have I a kiwi to- or something <laughs> <laughs> i have just been having bananas and oranges <laughs> nothing else <laughs> <laughs> talking Here. about unsustainable lifestyle yes <laughs> our moms would not be proud <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so but not you said there, you have no seasons but yeah. is there a time of the year that you just like of for other reasons for i don't know maybe things that happen during that time of the year Mm, mm that's interesting. No. <laughs> like you can just think about that whatever you want to do you can do it all year long. So like if you're going to get married it's not like I'm going to have a summer wedding or I'm going to have a winter wedding or like what's usually people just get married in the summer or children go to school when it's not so hot. No, like chill like it's crazy. Um like that concept to you should be it must be crazy but no we do everything all year long and for example the schools they start like at the end of january and then the first term of the year because it's the entire year so the entire year is the the school year you have like a maybe like a short break of two weeks or three weeks and then you're back to school and that would happen like around the hottest time which is July and and then you just back to school and then like at the end of November beginning of February of December your school year ends and then you have like a month and then you're back to school wait so in total you have two weeks in between the two terms and then you have four weeks at the end of the year yeah, that's all you have for yeah you, oh like, you don't have that's a lot so of bad that's really really bad yeah that's bad it's bad but like you get accustomed to it because most mothers tend to just work so for them it's a relief not having the the children at home so and ob- but sometimes like you you can also like skip school a lot <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you get one week in october and they created this week so people would do tourism in october so oh. they just did that week it's like you're going to have a free week please just go out and consume and do tourism so that's what happened because <laughs> yeah economy <laughs> economy so that <laughs> but i remember i remember because my parents bought like a timeshare in where my f- families from like my homeland so my 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 parents bought a timeshare in i don't remember it was the beginning of june i always skip school <laughs> <laughs> we were like okay i was just going to take our vacation now come and uh, then you'll, you'll see like 
we don't have a law that says that children should be in school, blah, blah, blah. We just tell the teachers, ah, we're going to take our holidays now, and then you take your holidays. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's okay, so I mean, cool. that, I, I would not say that's the case for everybody. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. But most people just, like, if they want to take their holidays, they will do it at the end of the year, like with Christmas, with New Year's. That's the time to take your holiday, like entire January or some parts of December, but not even like sometimes universities. No, no, no. Sometimes the when you work, you would work up until the 24th. Like you would not have like what you have here, which is everybody on the like, I don't know, like the, the 20th or the 22th. is like, bye-bye. See you next year. I don't want to do anything with you. Oh, you wanted that to happen? That is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> see you in January. And then do you go back at this the first or the second week of January. Yeah. No. I mean, you get one day off, which is like the first of January. At Wait, least you get that day off. off. <laughs> <laughs> At least you get the first of January off. Yeah. You, you don't get any? No, if it falls on a weekend, you're lucky. So basically, what? it's just twice in seven years going, mathematically speaking. Oh if it's God. like a Monday to Friday, you need to like show up for work. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Schools are different, but obviously offices are like schools mm. don't give that much of importance because uh, like they have January to November for schools. Our schools run on more of like a financial year. It starts in April, goes on till March next year. So April and May is like the first term and then June and July. Most of June and July is summer vacations because the temperature is like 40, 45 degrees. And then it starts again in August and the most pleasant time is October. So obviously we have exams in October. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it's the sadistic pleasure of the Indian education system. <laughs> <laughs> but also we have like a lot of festivals starting from October till January. So they're like tiny, tiny bits of holidays. We have like a couple of festivals which are 10 days long. So you get off like five or six days in between to celebrate your festival according to the state of India that you're living in. So most of the states have something or the other version of the same festival in their own parts of the country because as I said it was all a harvesting festival to be very honest. And what time? Like uh, October-ish around. Mm. So it starts in October where we have like the 10-day festival and we had Diwali. Then we have another regional festivals and uh, then December is Christmas and I went to a Catholic school. So obviously Christmas was like a huge deal in my school and everything. And then New Year comes. This is the Gregorian New Year that starts on 1st of January. But again, fun fact, uh, all of India has their own different days to celebrate their calendar New Year. So there is a community which celebrates its New Year today. There's a community which is going to celebrate it tomorrow. My community is going to celebrate it the day after, like the community that I belong to. And if you trace it all down, this is the harvest season for the winter crops. So this is going to be an auspicious period from like 12th to 15th, 16th of January, where like the southern India is going to celebrate Onam, which is, uh, um, this is Pongal, sorry. Uh, they're going to celebrate their new year. We have Sankranti, there's Lori. So the northern part celebrates Lori, eastern part celebrates Sankranti, northeast part celebrates Bihu. So everyone gets like two, three days of vacations. So we had a lot of festivals. <laughs> so that way we had enough holidays. But then final exams were in March. Again, springtime, good weather. So, of course, exams. Oh, man, that's so <laughs> yeah, bad. It's yeah. always but it's very cool time. that you get holidays because of the festivals. That's that's a nice thing. And it's, it's interesting that it makes sense that they're based on the harvesting seasons. And, of course, here in Europe, autumn and harvesting is also, uh, or at least it was more important. Now it is less important for modern society. But there were also not really festivals, but small parties that you had for celebrating harvesting and stuff like that and I find it interesting that you have such long summer vacations for school because in Italy we have that as well so they normally start in mid-June and they go until beginning or mid of September what that's yeah, because, amazing because I it's, it's am raising my kids in Italy it's very warm because you know Italy has is a long country and the south is a lot warmer than the north. 
but I'm from a city, Bozen-Bolzano, which is in the middle of mountains, so it heats up a lot in in summer. So having like 38 degrees as an or between 34 and 38 degrees in summer as an average temperature it became pretty normal over the last 10 years, I would say. Also, it became warmer because of climate change and global warming, but we have this very warm summers and so also for me summer was just a very cool vacation it's just very warm and i remember for me in, in my childhood it was normal to spend most days in summer at the pool with your friends or with your family because it was just way too warm to do anything else and it's just so funny because for me this is a very important part of my childhood and what made summer summer to me and the last two years i've spent a lot more time here in germany also in summer because of exams and because of work and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, wow, summer without warmth and swimming and spending time at the pool is not summer to me. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. yeah. Summer plus water, they like go together. Without water, there's no summer. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, this is so funny. Because I'm actually shocked I didn't knew that about Italy, that they had like so long um, vacation breaks. Because in Germany, it's like we only have like six weeks in August. That's true. That's even bit. insane to me. But, yeah. it, but also you have a lot more holidays yeah, during yeah. the year. Yeah, like yeah, in Italy you have like four weeks spread out, like two at Christmas, one in autumn and some days around, no, one week in February and two or three days around Easter. That's it during the year. Yeah, we do have like a lot of holidays, like smaller ones, like across the year. But I actually like that a lot because like even like the six weeks for me was like sometimes really long, like Obviously, like, I did, like, a lot of stuff as well, but it was, like, oh, man, like, six weeks and, like, no school, like, no organized, like, structural, like, day <laughs> and stuff. So I can't imagine how it is, like, for, like, so long. But, like, I mean, like, now, like, in uh, at universities, we do have also, like, two and a half, like, months free in summer. So I guess it's, like, you can compare it to it. But, yeah, it's really interesting crazy i find it funny that you say that you have a lot of holidays (laughs) (laughs) like we don't have officially summer vacations but i think we are officially the country with the most holidays i think that i can say that we're the most you know like i think it's like 12 or 15 and it's only 35 weeks of the year so you can imagine like maybe like two times in a month you would have a monday off Oh yeah, so we call it festivos, which is like holiday, but like festivos is like just a long weekend. So sometimes you don't work on Fridays, or you you work Fridays, you know, like you try to escape from your boss or something like that. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like my last workplace. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take a flight to some part that is warm or something, and then you do Saturday. Um, Sunday and then you come back on the Monday or even the Tuesday if you can like escape from your boss or something like that and then that's that's that the Monday sometimes is like very free and it's a lot of them I remember because I forgot I forgot how many of them were and I just called my parents on a Monday you know like uh, or I call my wife on a Monday and I say what are you doing are you working and they're like no it's festival (laughs) but what is the reason for can you just skip them whenever you want can you whenever you want skip one monday one random monday or is it is is there a reason why this monday is special or a holiday it's religious okay so it's like the day that uh, jesus came into the house of belen or something like that so and then then they create a monday for you to celebrate the day of the independence of colombia and then is the monday so let's say that the official day it's around the weekend so the official day would be like the 8th of february or something like that and then they just moved the date to the monday this is so funny it would be so amazing to have a government like that you know all the holidays are either gonna be friday or a monday oh my gosh i love this so much (laughs) even we have like something similar like when i was working i was working for the government we had like 18 gazetted holidays except for like the other holidays like the 18 festivals and all and uh, fun fact hinduism has like 33 million gods and goddesses oh my god i love this take (laughs) your pick you want to worship this guy good for you want to worship that girl good for you so you can like just have so many festivals for like so many gods there's few main ones which we actually celebrate and are like gazetted holidays but 
yeah the monday holidays they hit so different they are always the better ones like if we had like a holiday on a wednesday or a thursday we used to like add down that's like going to go waste because it's just yeah. one day in the middle of the yeah, week you can't do anything come, yeah. but if it were a friday we were, we would have left on the second half of thursday and come back after the first half of monday and i did so many weekend trips just like that yeah <laughs> like even so our nice. boss was like it's fine you can leave i'm leaving as well <laughs> and everyone just left and then showed up on like second half of monday oh that's cool that's so nice i mean we also have those in germany but like you have to be lucky because they always like rotate so you have to like fall onto a friday or like a monday what we call brückentag in yeah, germany yeah yeah i know yeah. i think that's the why our day, countries right? yeah. are yes. <laughs> developing and they are developed <laughs> we take too many holidays <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were that. I wish I were the reason. <laughs> I I really don't care. I enjoy my holidays. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Like it's sacred. It's like who cares about you know the Virgin Mary? You know, becoming pregnant with the Holy Spirit. I don't care. I'm just gonna take my holidays. <laughs> yeah. As long as you get good food and holidays, I'm okay with all the religions there. Like make new ones if you want to. I don't <laughs> just care. give me food just and give holidays. Me food and holidays. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you would go like if you're really religious and you still want to take your holiday, you would totally find a, a mass in whatever place you are. You know, just go to the town and then there will be a mass. You have your holiday and then literally that you go to the swimming pool. Why not? <laughs> This is nice. <laughs> so Emma, what is your favorite season? I think... I think it's spring or summer. I kind of can't decide really. I do really like spring because it's it's just the sun comes back and you have all the flowers and just this feeling of nature waking up is really beautiful and it's it's not that warm yet so you still you still actually want to be active outside but I think by now and maybe because I didn't really have summer vacations as I had them when I was little I think I do really like summer and I just I'm a person I really like to wear tops and white trousers and like having like my my belly free and stuff like that and it's just cold here in Germany I don't know how German girls do it it also in winter winter and I look at them and I'm like yeah I'm already freezing just looking at you so I just like it to totally relatable (laughs) to wear summer clothes to be outside and to not feel cold when there is a little bit of wind because in my hometown if it's or in my home city it's really warm so even if there's wind it's still warm you don't you don't shiver you don't worry about it here i'm like okay maybe it's a warm day i go outside and then the wind comes and I'm like oh yeah no forget it <laughs> i just hoped one day that i could just uh, save all my jackets away and the summer like it was officially summer i never saved my jackets and i was disappointed yeah <laughs> also also the whole concept of summer jacket i was like i saw them selling people just oh this is a nice summer jacket like why would you need a jacket in the summer exactly and now i know <laughs> you do need a jacket in the summer because i can totally relate to uh emma's context about you know wearing like a nice short top and roaming around in skirts or something because i came here on like second of october And by the end of October, we were like roaming around the city. It was still a little windy. So I had to like put on my jacket, a little thicker jacket than what I'm wearing right now. So, and I saw girls in such pretty dresses, just dresses and boots, backless, strappy sleeves. And my inner mom was like, are you not feeling cold in that? <laughs> and at that moment, I realized I'm becoming my mother. No, <laughs> she's looking amazing. But is she not cold? <laughs> like how? I'm shivering. Why is she not cold? This is so cute. <laughs> you just want to bring like a blanket yeah. cover up. Honey, like, cover please up. cover up. Don't get sick. Like at that point, I'm just like, uh, is she going to be okay tomorrow? Like, because all I can think of is a clogged nostril and cough. That is the only thing I can think of. <laughs> and then I realized I need to mind my own business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think like maybe when you like grow up here, you're kind of, you're not that sensitive to the weather anymore. Like, I mean, I'm, st- I'm still getting cold, but 
I literally developing a thick skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just, but I kept waiting for that day where I would be almost naked, you know, like <laughs> just short shorts, top like this, no bra. I kept waiting for that day. It never came. <laughs> it did not happen. Oh my God. <laughs> you would always have to wear like a summer jacket. <laughs> Those two words are not supposed to go together. <laughs> If it's summer, there's no jacket. If it's jacket, there's no summer. It's like as simple as that. <laughs> I love this Apparently so much. that's not a concept. That's a concept here. <laughs> I never thought about the I never thought the discrimination of words could be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kira, what would be your favorite season um, as a German? Actually, <laughs> actually, I, I have to say, I think the winter, and I think it's a, like wow. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I know. this I, has been a great night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, Signing off. I expected that reaction, but I do have my reasons actually because I hate the cold as well. Okay, I think we can all agree on that, but. When it snows, I think the cold is worth it because I just love snow so much. It makes me so happy. I think, like, I, I noticed that this winter, I was like, oh my God, like, maybe I'm a little bit obsessed with snow. Like, every time I like, like it lay down, I was just like, oh my God, I want, to, I want to play with it. So, yeah, I think snow makes winter really lovable for me. And also, like, when it's Christmas time, so around, like, maybe late November or, like, the whole December, I think the city... Or like the whole, like uh, every city becomes just so magical. Like I really like to go outside and see like all these different people like rushing to get Christmas gifts and like maybe carrying around like a Christmas tree across the street and stuff. And I, I don't know, like also all the lights and the decorations. It's a really special time for me. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is nice. So even though it's really cold and I hate it as well, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's still, I think, my favorite city. I mean, to be honest, what I kind of don't like about winter now that I think about it, it's like how long it is. Like I always think like, oh yeah, January it's over, right? But no, like even right. until March, it's like s still like so fucking cold. Mm. So, yeah. I didn't want to know this information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to survive. I have to prepare you. <laughs> I remember arriving here on like the 30th of March and then I was... I went in, in an event and there were all like, you know, happy people in an event. Uh, and then they're like, let's celebrate that finally the spring is beginning. <laughs> What like do you beginning? mean? <laughs> What do you mean that this is only the beginning of spring? <laughs> What is this? <laughs> like, it's April. It's almost April. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. just like that. <laughs> <laughs> True. The official beginning of spring here is in March. And then summer starts in June, officially. Yeah. But does it really, if the concept of summer jackets exist, it's not summer? <laughs> no, you know what's the worst part? I have summer. There is a worst part. <laughs> yeah, I have my summer jackets. And then Good they're Lord. really lovely um, and colorful, just like I am. And do you know what's the worst part? They don't work for... Yes, they don't work for nothing. They're like, after just gets a teeny tiny colder, they're gone. You don't need them. Like you just, you just have these jackets <laughs> actually for the summer. <laughs> so I used to wear like my lovely purple jacket till the beginning of autumn. And I was fighting. I was using everything underneath it. I wanted to look purple. I wanted to look pretty. And I wore like thermos. And like, so at, at some point it's like, this is not, not helping at all. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. so, so What is the average summer temperature here? That makes me wonder. Oh, I have to look that up. I don't know. All right. So I looked it up. And like June, it's 20 degrees here in Erfurt. July, it's 23. Wow. August, the same. Wow. Nothing. This is nothing. Yeah. Not, this is, yes. you, should, you should definitely go somewhere in summer. Yes. I'm so sorry. But like, don't <laughs> totally. stay here in Guys, summer. Guys, I'm officially inviting in you to India. <laughs> like, please come and experience summers in India. Oh it's way better. Yes. <laughs> and we have better fruits. What, what is your favorite food? Mango. 
Uh-huh. Oh, oh and yes. like oh, we have so many varieties of mangoes. Like the number of fruits that are available in supermarket, multiply that three times. We have that many variety of just mangoes back oh at our place. <laughs> you can take your pick: the one you want to eat, the one you want to make a smoothie out of, the one you want to make juice out of, and everything has mangoes. The pickles have mangoes. The smoothies have mangoes. You can have mango shakes. Everything the. the ripe ones you eat as a as a dessert after your meals and uh, the unripe ones you make pickles out of them which last you throughout the year so do you eat it like uh sour with lemon and with lemon and salt <sighs> yes and a little bit of like red chilies <laughs> we do that oh it sounds awesome it's amazing india the country of mangoes <laughs> yes <laughs> i love it oh my god So we talk a lot about seasons I feel like. Yeah. Maybe you want to go on with our second bigger topic about uni in general just because as I've been talking with people from different countries over the last two years I realized that there are many things that are quite different in other countries for studying and being a student there so maybe maybe we already talked about the school year when that starts and what that ends what about what about university has it the same rhythm do you have the I same amount of holidays uh, two very wrong people we come from law schools which is way more rigorous than the stereotypical universities in our countries i feel if you want to do a normal humanities course or a social science course it's very different than law schools and we both are lawyers <laughs> No, but the um, the my career, like you call it like that, the career, yeah. la carrera, or whatever. It's like exactly the same. It has the same schedule as oh, any other. Then that's nice. Career. Then yeah, take it but, back. India is different then. But you do <laughs> two semesters on the same year, so it's the same year. So in the the same <laughs> year, you go from nothing to third semester. You know, like that's that's okay. That's cool. Okay. It's just the concept of having. the end of the year in like the two thirds of one semester that I cannot grasp yeah. grasp like usually when the then the year is over like everything is over you really do like go into the next year you don't carry a study <laughs> come on like who carries <laughs> who carries a, a semester into the next year like nobody does that yeah i, f- yeah. I wish actually it would be different like i would love like if just a fresh start into the new year not like oh okay so now we had all the holidays but oh now i have to take my exams okay yeah exactly yeah. exactly and then yeah that's it then you i think you start from the one semester from the end of january and until june like beginning of june and then for for university you do have one month nice. entire month of vacation time and then you start the or two months i think it's two months yeah yeah sorry i graduated like six years ago so i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> and then you do august uh, starts and then by the end of december Not even the end, like middle of December, you should already be done. Like it's done. You do your exams or whatever you need to do. And then like, and if you don't, <laughs> if it's Christmas and you're not done with your semester, you basically fail the semester. Yeah, which is something that is very different that I've noticed here. Like if you don't pass the semester, you need to pass it. And then if you don't pass it you don't go into the next semester. You don't carry things into the not to the next semester, not to the se- next year. And then you have a passing grade and that's it. Like yeah, how does it sorry for I want to know now how it's school. India uh, so basically it's funny because the schools usually end so the school is divided in like 12 years. You study till the 12th grade. and then it's different for the public unis and the private unis so the public unis have entrance exams which you need to study for and the 12th grade also has public exam which you need to give on a nationwide basis and if you're a little bit into general knowledge you would know there are a lot of people in india <laughs> over a billion <laughs> we produce a lot of kids <laughs> so in march you have your final school examinations which you are taking in like six or seven different subjects and then on an entirely different pattern you're taking a national level competitive exam in end of april or beginning of may which is going to help you get into a university 
and then you get your marks and then you're allotted ranks and then you're allotted the universities according to your ranks so the top most students like say rank 1 to rank 100 go to the best university 101 to 200 go to second best university so, so you don't get like to choose your university you can put in your preferences but then it's matched against the rank that you scored so pretty much like if rank 1 to 100 have opted for the best university so they're going to go to the best university and like let's say rank number 55 opted for like the third best university so because they are rank number 55 and their first preference is the third best university they are going to be put in the third best university because they're higher up in the rank so they're going to be preferred so it's pretty much like how well or how bad you perform in that competitive exam but this is only for like the public universities and does it actually like can you do something to increase the score like outside of academics like outside of school No so it's like very independent from like the school the school oh. exams are different the competitive exams are different so here in the school exams even if you're scoring 100 it doesn't matter oh. if you flunk the competitive exam you need to sit it out for the entire year and take it again the next year or oh, i see so do you take the exam for the career you want to do like yeah, for, yeah. Oh, for okay. engineering uh, students have a different medical students have a different law students have a different so it depends on what career you want to take so i took the law entrance exams and i got a certain rank which allotted me a certain university so when you put all of this into timeline uh, the exams take place in may the results come out in june the counseling takes place by the end of june uh, early of july counseling is basically the allotment of universities and the payment of fees and booking of seats because if like let's say in the first uh, merit list that we say where you're allotted the ranks i got placed in university number 3 and i do not like it so much but also that is the kind of university i deserve because the rank i got but i can also put it up for upgradation in case someone from like university drops. number 2 drops out so if i am higher up on the list i'll get upgraded to the second best university so it happens like that but only in like public universities it goes on like this private you can just freely decide and yeah private universities also uh, it's little bit of a status symbol if you go to a public uni you respect a little bit more because you have cleared a very tedious process of getting in there private unis are more of like big house financially well off kids studying because like obviously the fees is way higher than the government and the public unis so the curriculum usually starts by the end of january early august that is the first semester and it stays till decemberish mid of december end of december and examination is like a proper sit down pen and paper examination where you get a question paper in a strictly uh invigilator student kind of environment where like you need to write your answers yeah. <laughs> oh my god so law studying law sounds really awful I- But this I, is like for all the undergraduation is for engineering medicals all of them uh, they're like this so when we came here we're like we just need to give essays seriously it's just an essay and attendance is not mandatory it's what? like why is this yes it's, it's, <laughs> it's i mean i never studied in italy but at least for the bachelor i'm not sure how it is for the masters but talking to some friends in italy that studied their bachelor's there There you have a lot of lectures. You just go there, you listen, you write your notes and at the end and you read like a uh, 700 pages book and at the end you have an exam where you write everything down and that's what you do. And then my friend came here and she was like that's pretty much you, it. You have you have you have seminars that you don't have to be there. You just you just <laughs> exactly. have to write stuff. Nobody cares if you really read the papers. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, and teachers have their prerogatives. If they want to quiz you, they can quiz you in the middle of the class, cut down on your attendance if you don't answer, send you outside. So you literally had to be prepared every single oh, day. Oh, this is so stressful. <laughs> yes. I'm really curious now. I mean you studied law in your own country and obviously studying law except for maybe start studying law on a more global level that then you can do it in another country but what are you going why did you came to Germany to study another master that is not law <laughs> 
I, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I don't want to bring up a hurtful memory. <laughs> We have talked about it so many times. I am I'm not, sorry. I am not going to be a lawyer from now on in my life. Yeah. That's the decision. We are trying to erase that tag finally. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Because like both of us, I think this was also one of the first conversations we ever, ever had. had. Like we met for the first time before the uni started properly we were all sitting at this donor place and it was a normal meet and greet like let's see whosoever is in afar let's just meet up so i think this was like 5th or 6th of october before the orientation week and then nat and i just happened to sit right beside each other and i'm like oh so what's your background i'm a lawyer and they're like oh i'm a lawyer as well and then so what was your area of work hers was women's rights mine was child rights and we both came from a really violent traumatizing violent traumatizing background and plethora of cases which kind of like made us immune also after a certain point and that's not a very healthy place to be to be very honest like this is disincentivize this this desensitivity desensitize desensitize <laughs> Yeah. So when you start off uh like I can tell you about my family when I started off working and I really liked talking about what I was doing because I was really out there bringing about a change one case at a time but the cases were so traumatic on the ground level I was doing raids and rescues I was doing the police reports I was doing the prosecution I was standing at the trials while they were going on in the courts when you start doing that it like it's like okay fine yeah yet make bringing a change you bring a change you bring a change but like after 3 months of it you're like you know what this this never going to end it's going to keep happening yeah and after that you start looking at it as just work i'm like okay oh, fine i need to deal with like 10 cases today it's like so many victims this is age group and then you become very much focused on just your work and you lose out on the human part of it and when it hits you you're like oh my god i am bringing a change i like that but i'm not feeling anything while i'm doing that so i was like you know what i would like to sit in a chamber on a leather chair sign a few papers write a few mails and be done with my day <laughs> i want to be that elite classist person for a while now so i worked for like two two and a half years in this domain and i was like okay i'm just going to go back to my student life that's my comfort zone where i just need to study and focus on exams so erasing that tag of working as a lawyer yeah that, that's why i'm here <laughs> i myself i'm trying to get like away like from that i think it's like very toxic <laughs> so um, i'm is. happy that i am in a very in a safe state of affairs yeah so the value of me being right now here is that i i feel safer germany is safer and yeah. it saves up on so much of emotional space that i don't have to keep looking over my shoulder every time i'm going across a street yeah. it's as basic as that yeah like, and even i i still look on my shoulder but after 10 pm it's just it's just a reflex at this point again a very tiny example but again you guys are from germany and italy so you're not going to relate to it while roaming around here during the oktoberfest and the christmas market i knew that i will not be pickpocketed it's as basic as that i did not have to keep checking for my phone or my wallet or my jewelry that i'm wearing i knew that it's not going to disappear if i'm on the tram i knew that my phone is not going to be stolen if i'm clicking a selfie on the road i know that someone on the bike is not going to like snatch my phone or like snatch the chain that i'm wearing it's something as basic as that you know and that takes up so much of mental space when you are back at home it like in india it was always like if even if i'm wearing a hoodie i'm always holding my phone inside there have been people who had bluetooth earphones plugged into their ears listening to music their phones were stolen and they did not realize their phones were stolen because the bluetooth was still connected oh. so they realized it after 5 minutes that oh why is the music not playing in my ears anymore and then they check their pockets and the phone is not there and that was something so small but i never switched to bluetooth earphones just because of that i still use wired earphones and i yeah. see people here with like bluetooth headphones all the time and my first question was like do they not steal here <laughs> <laughs> and then i realized no they don't steal here I'm like wow that's amazing <laughs> so that that 
you realize it becomes such a normal part of your routine but then you come here and realize oh so the idea that i said that my normal and your normal are going to be so very different mm yeah well we have been talking for a very long time really i want to thank you for opening up about all these yeah. difficult stuff about your past and I'm I have been thinking about what she said about the uh, other normal but because you said your normal is not normal to me and I think that is one of the reasons why talk about international um, or about different cultures and about different normal normal what what would the noun be for no, normal normalities normalcy <laughs> normalcy normalcy normality no. normalcy That's you have been normal. speaking <laughs> english for a very long time I trust <laughs> yeah. you So just that we have different ideas I think it's so important to understand where other people come from especially when we are in circles with international in international groups people from different cultures just because it it changes so much our behavior the way we think about everyday life so yeah I'm very thankful for you too for showing us this new part of your normal yeah life back in your country. No, we are not painting a very good picture, are <laughs> we? <laughs> well, I mean, of course, this is one side. I'm sure there are one very yes. wonderful parts as well. I mean, you have a lot of fruits. So. You have mine, guys. <laughs> yeah, at least. So if you ever, ever come to our country, please make sure you're running your plan through us before you reach there. <laughs> you could, oh, well, you no. could open up a firm for like people. This is how you safely get around this country. Yes. <laughs> and eat a lot of mangoes. Thank you. <laughs> Well, if you come to Colombia, know that you can come in any time of the year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. Any time of the year, I recommend the beaches. And if you want to see whales, Ooh. Oh, yeah. fancy. That's September season, so that's okay. also thing you can do. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Maybe on a more hopeful note, to close down this whole thing. What are what are your things that you maybe that you want to achieve now that you hope for in Germany or because I feel like you're both still very ambitious people that still want to bring some change and want to do something so what is it that you even if in, even if it's not realistic right now even if it's just you know something that you would say oh it's a stupid little wish or something that you would like to do in your future or that you would like to have in your future when I want to I want to be a senior policy advisor for women's rights in any organization that would take me Hopefully oh. in English. <laughs> so nice. yeah, that's that's the goal. Let's see what happens. I could even try to work in German. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I do want to keep working on my topic. I think that's my topic. And so I will keep working on that. And I obviously see like a good family in my future with my wife, with my partner. And, and yeah, that's that's it. That's it. How about you? I really haven't thought a lot about it. <laughs> That's very fair. It's a big question. But like uh, coming from a weaker currency, I would say earning money in euros is going to sound really good. Mm. <laughs> And uh, yeah, like for the time being, I think uh, I would want to focus on getting a stable, little bit sufficient paying job because I know well-paying as a social studies background kid is a little bit difficult in the mm. world right now everywhere everywhere so maybe not should have become a programmer she would have been so rich <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if i hadn't heard the boyfriend <laughs> seven years ago i would be rich now <laughs> if i would have listened to my dad and took up engineering <laughs> maybe i would have been richer but so yeah uh, right now the focus is to at least earn back the money that I spent in this transitioning from India to Germany. So let's see. But uh, the exposure that is there, the proper internationalization that is happening here, I think it's it's amazing. The kind of people that I'm meeting from the backgrounds, from the countries, I don't think I would have ever bumped into them had I stayed back in my country. So I'm really grateful for that. And it's good to know across borders, people are facing the same problems that we are facing in India. So it makes me feel less alone on this journey. But yeah, long story short, I would like to earn some money. That's it. Yeah, yeah and I'm very happy that our master is so international. It it's is. incredibly international, really. I've met people from 
places that I've thought I would never meet. Like there's a Japanese Nagi, yeah. she's Jap from Japan, and I'm like, okay, I'm meeting a person from Japan, <laughs> and <laughs> also people from Pakistan because I've met Indians before because you're we are everywhere, you're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so meeting an Indian is not hard even in Colombia. <laughs> I'm meeting somebody from Pakistan that that was something absolutely new to me. Like meeting people from Muslim backgrounds that's also new to me. Meeting a person that covers, you know, like hijab. Uh, that that uses the hijab is new to me. That doesn't exist in Colombia. We're mostly Catholics or Christians. Mm. I do know where the one mosque in the country is, you know, but you don't really see women. So like that's very, very different. And thinking about how other people see themselves in a very different way, how society works in a very different way. For example, in India, like the family is everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the, in, in Colombia, you get in a kind of state in between, between individualism and family. And here in Germany, is more individual. Individual, yeah. Yeah, so I, I basically, I would have never had a mother, you know, telling me, oh, this is your time to marry and this is the potential candidate. Can I put you on a call with my mother? Oh my <laughs> God. That would never happen. But also, like, you could not even conceive... Um, like doing a wedding without it being a whole family thing. So it's like kind of yeah. in between. So um, I really appreciate learning how other people live. It makes it makes my my head feel like it's growing and it's yeah. breaking and it grows again, you know, from where it breaks. So I like it. One thing for India that I would actually recommend to anyone possible, like try to attend one Indian wedding in your lifetime. <laughs> Please, it's it's a it's a four day long festival. We are very elaborate people. I just told you we have festivals that run like ten days long. So of course our weddings are gonna run four days long. <laughs> so it's a lot of food, a lot of dancing, and everything. So please, you should like totally be there. <laughs> oh my god! Just, so we have wait, look, looking for whales or whale watching <laughs> Colombia and Indian weddings <laughs> and watching <laughs> as the final <laughs> final recommendation Sounds for today. Good to me. <laughs> amazing well, well then again thank you so much for joining us thank you, you. you any last words you want to say Kira um, it was really nice <laughs> <laughs> so that being said guys Stuttgart Erfurt out <laughs>